What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. What is up, you guys? All right, I'm coming on here for a solo episode. I have been sick with a terrible sore throat, but this is like a hot topic and I want to make sure that I record this before it's no longer relevant and no longer fresh on my brain. So bear with me. If I sound funny, it's because I'm getting over this crud right now, but we're going to roll with it. So if you follow me on social, you probably saw that we announced that we are expecting baby number six. Yes, this is real. (laughs) I'm still wrapping my head around it. And I just wanted to have kind of a chat with you guys. Like you guys, this is like a, if we were at lunch and we were just chit-chatting girlfriend to girlfriend, you would get the nitty gritty deets. And this is what it's going to be. I got so many sweet messages and comments after we shared the news with you guys asking all the questions. And I'm like, gosh, I just need to record an episode that digs in all of this so that you guys can get the, the real and the raw and understand all the things that are going, that I'm going through and all the things that are happening right now. So let's dig into it. So if you have chatted with me or (laughs) followed along over the past couple of years, we thought we were going to be done having kids after four. So we were like very plum happy after our four children. And then I started getting these kind of like feelings about like all of our kids aren't here. Like all of the kids would be together. And yet I feel like someone was missing. I feel like where is, and then I'd be like, no, all the kids are here. What the heck? And so JD and I went to the temple and I was like, babe, I really, I really have a strong feeling that we're supposed to have another baby. And he just looked at me and was like, I will be honest. I just haven't even asked because I didn't want to get the answer. Like he just wanted to be done after four. And so after that, we decided to try for a fifth baby and Y'all know Rev came to our family and he's such a little blessing and so much fun and wild as can be. (laughs) So just sweetest kid ever. But we were very, 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 very on the same page with, okay, our family is complete. We just completed our family. We have the five children. Life is crazy. It's so busy. Like logically, I couldn't even fathom bringing another baby into the mix and like juggling it all. So for the past, gosh, 21 months, we have been a hard, we are done having kids. No questions asked. However, with that being said, so we were preventing, we were preventing, we were not, we were not he had not obviously, obviously he had not been like snipped. He had not had a vasectomy, but we were preventing. And 
when I say, however, that is what it was about, like making the call to finalize everything and for him to get a vasectomy, like that was the plan. And I would always be like, okay, babe, make the call. Like if we're done, like, let's like seal the deal, make the call. I, for some reason, just never felt like I'm going to make the call. Like we need to, we need to finalize this. Like I I'm done, done. So obviously in the back of my head, I was like, okay, well, accidents happen. Like if a baby is supposed to come, they'll come and we'll deal with that at that point. And that will be what's supposed to be because I just never fully felt like I need to call the doctor. I need to make this happen. Like we need to get it done. I kind of just pushed it off into JD. Like, Hey babe, make the call. If you want to be done, make the call. Cause I was more like, well, I could, I could probably have another one. Like it wouldn't be the end of the world. I love our babies. I am obsessed with newborns. Like that's the problem. (laughs) I could be in this stage of life forever and ever. And logically when we were talking through like, no, I think we're ready to like stop making babies and like, let's go into raising our children and, and let's go into like the next season of life. And so we had like made plans for what that was going to look like and had everything all set and we felt so good about it. And then (laughs) we, um, it was, it was in October, we were traveling to leadership, which is an event in Scottsdale, Arizona. And this is when I will get into the nitty gritty of like how it all played out. So I was supposed to start, right. I was supposed to start cycling. Um, and I didn't, and I was like, huh. And I only knew I never, I don't really pay attention that closely, but I only knew because obviously we were on a couple's trip and I was like super annoyed. I was like, of course, of course, of all the times I would be cycling when we're traveling on a couple's trip. So I never start. And I'm like, Oh, well, this is awesome. We had way more fun on that trip. <laughs> and, but in the back of my head, I'm like, what the heck? Like, what the heck? And so we get home and I was like, well, my body's probably just off. We're traveling, whatever. Still didn't start a few days later. And I was like, huh? And at that point I had felt a little bit tired. I had felt like in my workouts, I had noticed it like gosh, why is this? Like I was doing XP sweat and sculpt and I'm like, why am I feeling so tired right now? Like, I swear this shouldn't be this hard. And, but I didn't really think twice. And so just little things, my senses had heightened, my smell was stronger. And those are, that's like usually one of the first signs. So I did notice little things and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm probably just like making this up because I haven't started. And so I'm like, I'm just going to go get a test just to make sure, like, just to make sure we're all good to go. So I don't have to like, keep wondering. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So I go get a test and take it middle of the day. You're supposed to take it like first thing in the morning, right? For it to be the strongest for your hormones or whatever. I was like, I can't wait till tomorrow morning. So I took it middle of the day and wait a sec. And it comes back positive. And I was like in denial at that point. I was like, no, there's no, this can't be real. And I was in that moment, like processing so many different things. Like we have, we had trips planned. We had things planned for businesses. We had, I mean, just everything was like the five kids were part of the equation, not being then tied down for a year and breastfeeding and back in the baby stage and like all of that stuff. And I was like, what? And I start crying and I was like mad. I was frustrated. I was like guilt. I felt guilty. Um, that was a, that was probably the biggest feeling in that moment because my brother and his wife had been going through IVF and they had just finished their last IVF transfer and it had failed. And so we had just kind of been going through like that kind of closing chapter for them. They wanted more children, haven't been able to have more children. And then here I am pregnant and not that we didn't want another baby, but like, we felt like we were complete. Like we weren't asking for another baby. We weren't trying for another baby and we got pregnant. And so I felt so guilty about that. And so in that moment, of course, I'm like, why, why are we able to do this? And my brother couldn't like his family couldn't get pregnant again. And so I was like mad and frustrated and confused. And so I immediately text my sister-in-law cozy <laughs> and I just sent her a picture of the, um, pregnancy. <laughs> and I was like, what in the actual, <laughs> and she just is like, shut up. Oh my gosh shut up. No way. Are you for real? So I call her and we're just like talking and I'm like, I can't, I'm like, I can't what the crap. Like this was not like, we've never had an accident before. All of our other five kids, we didn't get pregnant when we didn't want to. We did get pregnant when we tried within a few months. And so I'm like, what the frick cozy. I'm like, how am I going to tell JD? Like he is going to lose his shiz how am I going to tell Janie? <laughs> and she's just like, I don't know, but you got to tell him. And so this is what I did. I'm such a weenie. So I talked with her and that was helpful. I was just like, we'll figure it out. It'll be great. But holy crap. And then I'm like, well, maybe it was just off. Like maybe it's wrong. I'm like, I'll take another one and we'll see. So then literally like an hour later, I take another test and it was very positive. And I'm like, okay, so this is real. All right. 
it's happening. And I literally was just in the bathroom sitting on the floor crying, like processing all of these different emotions, right? A part of me was excited. A part of me was like, oh my gosh, I love babies. We're supposed to have another one. We're so here for this. And then all of the other parts of me were like what I shared. And so I'm trying to process through all of these different emotions and I'm like, oh my gosh, what a whirlwind. And I'm like, okay, I got to tell JD, how am I going to tell JD? (laughs) And he knew that I hadn't started. So that wasn't a surprise. So I was afraid to tell him. And so all I did was (laughs) for nighttime, he like, I'm like, my nose is running so bad. So then I was crying for nighttime. He always like lays by Finley or tucks her in or whatever. And then he'll go in and we actually have Rev. We have Rev's crib in our closet because that's the, that's the only place where he could have his own space with a crib. (laughs) That sounds bad, but we have a big closet. (laughs) So we don't get ready for bed in our bathroom anymore because it's right there next to the closet. And we put Rev down first. So we get ready for bed in the kid's bathroom. And so I, knowing this, I just left one of the pregnancy tests on the side of the counter. And I was like, okay, there's no way he'll miss this. So I just set it there. I go lay in bed and I'm like reading or messaging people or whatever, doing like my nighttime kind of wind up. And JD comes in like 30 minutes later after he had laid with Finley and stuff. And he's just, he just walks in and he's like blank face. Are you serious right now? Are you freaking kidding me? And remember all of the, I have had hours and hours and hours at this point to process. So I just kind of start laughing. I'm like, babe, it's real. Like, I am not kidding. And I'm laughing at this point. He's like, I can't tell if you're serious right now or if you're joking. Are you, is this real? Like, are you serious? Are you, are you pregnant? And I'm like, yep. And then I kind of start to cry a little bit. Like my eyes start to water. Like, I can't even believe this is happening. And we were just like quiet. (laughs) We were both quiet. And he's just like, wow. Wow. And, and he's like, well, if we're going to have six kids, I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. (laughs) And I just like gave him a hug and my eyes were just still watering. Like this, is this real? Like we're trying to wrap our brains around, like we're doing this again. And you guys, when I was having Rev, so I had Rev naturally unmedicated and it was the most beautiful experience, but also like the most painful experience, right? Any woman who's gone through that can probably understand there's like this beautiful, empowering this is incredible. And this, like, get me out of my body, get me anywhere else, but right here, as I'm going through transition and like going through this after they put rev on my chest. And I was like, so happy. And so just like, Oh my gosh, the best feeling in the world. I was like, babe, do not ever let me do this again. Do not ever let me do this again. Like I was like, I cannot go through that again. And so I think that's also what I was processing. Like, wait a second, I have to go through this again. Like I had mentally moved on from like, I have to be pregnant again. I have to lose all the weight again. I have to go through that again. I have to birth a human 
again. Like I was just like past that. I'm like, I'm done with all of that. Now I get to cheer on my sisters in laws and like all of my family and my daughters. And I just get to be the cheerleader and I don't ever have to go through that again. And then I'm like, hold up. I have to go through that again. So I think that was a lot of what I was processing also. (laughs) And so that night we were very quiet. It was just kind of like, I think he was kind of in shock and a little bit in denial. Like I was earlier the next day, I just like gave him a big hug and I'm like, we're pregnant, babe. (laughs) Like we're having six freaking kids. And we were like, oh my gosh. And it was just a lot to wrap our brains around. Right. Obviously, um, I, we talked through how I was feeling about my brother and sister-in-law and I'm like, how am I going to talk to them? Like, this is going to be the hardest conversation. And so, um, before, we found out obviously when I was, I don't know, probably six weeks pregnant, maybe five, even really early. We didn't tell anyone besides cozy. She knew first, we didn't tell anyone until we told our immediate families. I called my, my dad was here. So I told him in person, um, like a week later. And then I called my mom, I called my brother and sister in law. And then I told my siblings, And then JD let his family know. And then we waited weeks um, until we went to the doctor to announce on social media. That was such a hard month because I've learned for myself personally that I am very just open and honest and real. And when I feel like I can't, not that I share 100% of my life because I don't, But when I feel like there's such a huge part of me and it's making me feel tired and nauseous and low energy and just not the same. And then I have to show up and people don't know that that's going on. And then I just felt so off. I'm like, oh, I hate this. Like, I just want to be able to share and talk about it so I can just be normal again. I can just share what's actually going on. So that was a really funky, hard month until we got to share. And then really though, after I had the conversation with my brother and his wife, I felt so much better. I just felt so much more at peace. They were obviously so happy for us and so excited and were like, don't feel bad (laughs) for a second. I know, I know that this probably is hard for you and I understand why you feel that way, but don't like, we aren't resentful or like mad and So it was just a really sweet conversation and that helped me a lot. Just be like, okay, this is okay. Like I was almost, I was almost not okay being happy and excited because I had so much guilt around that. And so talking with them really helped just kind of walk through those feelings and then also know that I could be happy and excited and grateful even though it was unexpected and a surprise. So here we are, the time I'm recording this, I'm almost 12 weeks and we're super excited. Babies do middle of June. Um, <laughs> I can't saying it out loud. Like we are going to have six kids is so crazy. I never ever thought we would have six kids, but we're so, so excited. And It was interesting because the second that I found out I was pregnant, 
I literally (laughs) went into my calendar. It was like mama bear just takes over. And I was like, all right, I got to, it was, it was kind of that smack in the face that I needed. Like I've been wanting to not slow down in business, but just shift paces, shift energy, shift focus a little bit. Um, pour more into motherhood, pour more into homeschool, pour more into building the beef business with our family, like pour more into my coaching, but just in a more structured way, just do things differently. I've just kind of been going through the motions as far as like what I know works and like what my sweet spot is. But I'm like, I'm, I was just feeling pulled to like change paces a little bit and shift focus and, and do it in a new way. And as soon as I found out I was pregnant, like it was like, all right, it's time. Let's freaking go. So I went into my Calendly, went into my calendar, blocked out, literally blocked out all of June and July, like no podcast interviews, canceled, canceled extra calls, canceled as much as possible, cleared out everything. So I could just like fully enjoy, um, postpartum and those sweet, sweet, precious newborn weeks. And then even like throughout the year shifted how many times I was recording each week, how much time I was spending working, how much time, like just really created space to pour into the areas that I absolutely love and still give time and energy to all of the things I love. Um, but it really was like a kind of a rude awakening, like, all right, it's time, (laughs) it's time. You've been talking about it. Now it's time to do it. And so I went in immediately and I canceled a ton of stuff and cleared space. And it's like, so it was so funny on, on my announcement post, someone commented and was like, I don't know how you do it. I have three kids and I feel like I'm drowning. Like, how do you do this? And I commented back and I'm like, I don't do it all. I'm like, that is the only way that I can stay sane and even fathom bringing in another child and like going through all of this again, raising all of these children is because I don't carry the load by myself. And I will, yes, motherhood is my greatest calling, but I don't mom 24 seven, hundred percent of the time. Like I'm in my office recording this podcast, pouring into something I love and care about that then helps fuel me as a mom so that I can be done working. My nanny helper is taking care of business while I'm in here. And then I can be full mom when I'm not in my business hours. Like this. And so bringing on another child and like taking on another load, you could say, doesn't feel un- impossible. It just feels like, okay, now I, now I got to shift and make space for that. And so that's what I did like immediately, like I made space for slowing down when I was getting ready to have the baby and then clearing, completely clearing my schedule when it's baby time to like fully enjoy that. And then just shifting how I'm doing things because it's always possible. It's always possible to make all of the things work that you want to do. You've just got to figure out where you're juggling the balls which balls are glass, which balls are rubber, which balls in which seasons can't afford to break and which, which balls will bounce, which balls will bounce if you need to drop them for a little bit and then pick them back up. Right. So it was just kind of like, okay, I got to figure out how I'm juggling the things. I got to figure out what this looks like. But after about not almost, well, I guess almost two months, like a month and a half of knowing this 
and being able to share it with you guys. We just feel super, super blessed, super grateful, super excited. I know I've always known that being a mom is my absolute greatest calling and that raising up strong, empowered, healthy, confident children who can do good in the world and make an impact is my greatest, the the best thing that I can do in the world. And so getting to do that with one more child and bring them into our home and love them so fully is just a blessing. So that is our story. (laughs) It has been a whirlwind to say the least, but y'all are a part of our family at this point. So I wanted to give you all the nitty gritty and really fill you guys in. As far as business goes, everything's staying the same. Like I'm still, we're still doing the beef business. We're still going to be growing that like crazy next year. We're still doing coaching. We're still doing my Ignite Your Life program. We're still doing it all. We're just figuring it how to do it and what, what makes sense and what season of life we're in and all of those things. So such a blessing to do such beautiful work that I love so much. And I'm so grateful for all the love and support that we've received since sharing this. I was a little bit nervous because I know so many people do struggle with infertility and having children. And when we weren't trying to have the baby and it was a surprise, it was that, that guilt about that too, you know? So just super grateful for how gracious you guys are. And really excited. So welcome along. If you didn't know that that was going on, now you do. And you can follow along. Um, I'll be sharing obviously the whole pregnancy and all the things on my Instagram at life on Folsom farm. And we will be back guys in another few days. So make it a good week. Chat soon. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.